So the first uh, time that my now husband went to meet my parents, mm-hmm. uh, so he stayed the night that night, and at two o'clock in the morning, I wake up to this loud knocking on my parents' door. I'm like, what? What is this at two a.m.? And so I figure like everyone in the house is up. No one's up. I walk down the hall and I hear like someone say that there's blood on the doorbell. What? And there's all these like flashlights going through the window. So I freak out. I like run to my parents' room and I like tell my dad like there's blood on the doorbell. There's like men trying to get in. So my dad like jumps out of bed. My mom jumps out of bed. And like go to like my boyfriend's room, like you have to get up. Like I don't know what's happening. Like men are, are here. There's me? blood on the door. It's like protect the castle. <laughs> it was crazy. I thought we were having like a home invasion. What? It in was the really scary. Candace, this in is insane. <laughs> and it ended up being um, like cops followed a blood trail to our house, and some like stabber sat on the lawn. Wait, cops followed a blood trail to my parents to house the the first time your boyfriend at the time is meeting your parents. yeah welcome to bakersfield well hey everybody my name is matt and i'm candace and this is dateology we are a voice for christian metropolitan dating where we collect honest stories uh to find <laughs> liberating wisdom <laughs> for discovery all right nailed it i feel like one of these days like our last episode ever i'm gonna kill it yeah then it'll be totally boring i know know. so this is this is exactly (laughs) what it needs to be uh man well everybody welcome to another riveting episode of dateology where um yeah we're we have conversations about dating and stuff and uh and ultimately aiming to to be of service and support and care for uh our listeners and for the broader christian community to help help things move along and uh, help people find freedom there. So Candace, thanks for joining yeah. once again. Thank you. As so, co-host of the show. Yes. Today we're talking about meeting the family. Yes, we are. And uh, I'm having flashbacks to that old movie, Meet the Parents with Ben Stiller yeah. and uh, just the um, horror show that is like uh, and i think the movie captures it so well it's a comedy check it out if you haven't seen it though i feel like almost everybody's seen this movie but it's just like this picture of a man who like has a lot that he wants to do to impress his parent uh, his uh you know his uh significant other's parents and every possible thing goes wrong and it's so funny mm-hmm. and also like gets under your skin a little right. bit right totally uncomfortable like funny where you like kind of could relate maybe it's, i don't uh, know i haven't seen that movie in a long time but that just like feels like one of those like funny cuz it could be true oh 100% it, <laughs> i i imagine there was like a writers room putting that movie together who were just like oh let me tell you about the ho- right. most horrible thing that right. happened for me when i met yeah that's My funny. Spouse's parents or whatever. Yeah. So throughout our show, we have like jumped between talking about different stages of relationships. And sure. so sometimes like exploration stage or people are just first dating. Um, and then other times more serious parts of relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think today nods to the the more serious side when you are ready to yeah. bring someone home or someone's asked you to go home with them. Definitely. Because that's like, I mean, it's a show of like uh, of intimacy or commitment or something. I don't know. Maybe like maybe some people are very, very open handed with that. Like, so Candace, let's just, let's kind of get you're in, you're in my experience with this. Mm-hmm. 
real quick. So you've met some of your boyfriend's families before mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've met girlfriend's families before. Yeah. Taking people home. Yeah. And then, yeah, they've met my family before and it's just like, um, it, I, I get really self-conscious when that happens. To bring people home or uh, which both, side of it? Both sides both of sides? it. Yes. Both you know sides what I'm realizing? So with my family, bringing people home wasn't that big of a deal. I feel like my parents are really open and like really lovable, very sociable people. That's Bakersfield. So, yeah. So they've always been like, yeah, like bring them over. Uh-huh. And so I feel like the standard for bringing someone over for me has been maybe lower than someone else's standard of like, okay, this like means that we're like getting to the next level. Uh, yeah, because there's just like a natural kind of like, I mean, knowing your parents, like they're they're just like social, like thoughtful, kind people. Mm-hmm. So like they have a, an air about them. It's just like, yeah, come on, get in here. You yeah. know, come, come join the party, you right. know? So yeah, so I could see how that would be that sort of warmth and welcome. You're, you're not worried right. about bringing somebody into that. Right, yeah. Yeah, not too much. Except like my parents, like when I was younger, my dad would do funny things. Like he would show up to the door when a boy would come pick me up with like a knife in his hand. Like just to be joking, like, you know, like the classic image of like a dad cleaning out his gun or something. Oh, my dad didn't have a gun, but (laughs) just like that image. (laughs) Like better treat my daughter well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the fear of God in them, huh? A fear of the father. So I I think like that, that would be terrifying for me to show up to. Man. Um, okay, so let's let's like talk about like some of the stuff that makes this a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um some things that I'm thinking about that make meeting family complicated. Uh this is like a really simple first thing. You know, it's not even anything to like really pay attention to that much, but like usually involves some travel to like, mm. you know, and there's a road trip to see them and there's all this mm. anticipation and there's whatever and who knows however much time building up mm-hmm. to thinking about, oh, I'm going to meet like the parents and the siblings and the cousins and mm-hmm. so on like in a month, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of those things, especially like thinking metropolitan places, like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't live close to their families. Sure, that makes right? sense. So like there's a little bit more of a uh, a travel Right. Uh, preparation that, makes that goes a lot of sense Because it. it's not, I think it's it's more rare that your parents just live down the street and so like, oh, my parents want you to come over for dinner, which can feel yep. much more casual than like, let's get a plane ride and I'm going to take you to my hometown. Yeah. And you're going to sleep in my childhood bedroom. Yeah. Right. And like, you're going to spend a whole weekend having you see my high school totally. and meet my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, man. It can be a lot because of all the, you know, let's let's talk about what's going on below the surface of this. So, like, for me, it's like it has been historically a self-conscious experience mm. where I'm like, I want to be impressive and interesting and kind and, you know, thoughtful and whatever, be on my best behavior and put my best foot forward for these people who may be my future in-laws, right. you know, which... Talk about a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Are they going to like me? Am I going to like them? Am yeah. I going to fit in? The like landmines of neuroticism are ever present in this. And it's just like, uh, you know, like I remember um, once meeting uh, like a, a past girlfriend's family. And, you know, I showed up and um, 
there there was surprisingly little like you know pomp and circumstance to my arrival mm. you know and i think because it felt like such a big deal to me sure i was like well this should be a big deal to yeah them, right yeah and so there's just like this weird expectation difference how did they act when you got there uh i think it was a little bit like i think part of it was i showed up when they were um trying to get the the house together for a holiday or something for thanksgiving mm-hmm. or something like that i forget the exact details but it was like some big family event mm-hmm. right and so they're focused on that right and uh and so it's kind of like get in here and start helping <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Which is like one way to be introduced to a person's family. Get in my kitchen. Oh my god! What? Well, I, I don't know. You just I'm, have some like crazy memory. I just had another crazy memory. So, um, one funny. person I dated. I feel like I'm talking a lot about my experiences with this. I We're mean, gonna I'll swing it back next. to you. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I'm curious. You had some kind of a yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, once, um, on the very first date with somebody, uh this ex-girlfriend of mine was just like hey uh it's actually my aunt's 60th birthday and do you want to go to the birthday party <laughs> <laughs> so we like went to went to the museum and hung out for a while and had fancy coffee and then that night we went wow. to her aunt's 60th birthday party and the entire family was there oh my, okay that reminded me of a story okay please. i dated somebody once and i think we're only dating for like two months we were really excited about each other and he flew me out. I think it was around like Christmas time to uh, like, I think we went to San Diego and it just like happened that same weekend. There'd be a family reunion. <laughs> and so I went to this family reunion and they wanted me to be in all the pictures. And I'm like, but you don't know like if this is going to last. Oh, yeah. And how yep, often do you yep, get together yep. once or a five ten years mm-hmm. and so now i'm in that poor family's like <laughs> photos from that weekend and we didn't date for very long <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it's like those sort of those are the stakes yeah right where it's just like oh am i gonna like am i gonna be treated like i'm gonna be here forever right that's that's one form of stress especially mm-hmm. if you're still trying to make up your mind about the person sure. right which i think most people who um you know people people do this differently but i think a lot of people they're not necessarily like oh i am sold on this person and now they can meet my family i think Mm. some a lot of people usually like i think a part of the process yes like it's another data point typically Mm -hmm. where okay now we're gonna meet the family i think my preference just as we're like thinking through it and i think i've always enjoyed meeting family earlier Mm -hmm. somehow it takes the pressure off and it's easier to meet them or like Mm, they know typically that like their son doesn't know where we stand and so it's less like this is my daughter-in-law potentially and it's just more like okay there's person my son's dating that's so true i think that is like a stress off part and i think i think what you said it's like a data point i think is super true and um and and then that becomes like this situation where let's say I'm meeting a girlfriend's family or something. Uh, at, this is where my mind goes with it that makes it complicated is I start thinking, okay, so now my girlfriend's kind of assessing mm-hmm. how I fit in here. Sure. Which makes me like another level self-conscious. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I have problems with being self-conscious. Like maybe that's part of it, but I think like performance anxiety or something like sure. that. I don't know. But I feel like there's a level where you feel like people are sizing you up a bit. Yeah. 
like can they picture you in the family on all sides yes. and can you f- picture yourself there and like doing holidays together and yeah yeah i think you're so right on because when i think of uh like especially holidays right like holidays are kind of sacred time for family mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if we have somebody who's here who is sort of sort of potential future family yeah. like it just ultra calls attention to man like uh i i am auditioning right now <laughs> and that freaks me out that's so funny it's uncomfortable I, super I think what's, what's funny is when I met my now in-laws, it was different. It wasn't a data point. It was actually like we were ready to get engaged and I hadn't met them yet. So it was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you have to meet my parents before we get engaged. So I think we all knew that. So at a yeah. different level of like, hi, I am your future daughter-in-law. Totally. And I think they played really well with it. They like came bearing a lot of gifts, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, fun. And That is sweet. That they were like, they were intentional about receiving you in a way where it's just like, hey, this is happening. And yeah. like, here's a bunch of gifts, like welcome. You know, that's really actually super special. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, how about... Uh, some of the challenge I'm thinking of like challenges that I've had when I've uh, brought uh, girlfriends to meet my parents, and I think, oh man, I guess my theme is self consciousness for this episode. That's a com- that's a complicated thing for me. Mm. Is like, uh, but in particular, this form of perhaps shame because mm. you know, like, um, I think all of us who are connected to our families we know what makes our family great and we know what makes our family difficult Mm -hmm. and we're maybe a little ashamed of about our family right and um and that just comes with the territory of we're all a mixed bag and um and so my family tends to be like just next level chill relaxed about everything uh in a way that's like very very restful and sometimes kind of boring, you mm-hmm. know, um, if I'm really honest. You think your family's boring? No, I don't. Stop. Put, don't, no, 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 mom, no, no. Don't I guess I this. said it, it with a surprise because I find your family to be like really witty and entertaining. So it's just, I guess you're saying mellow is what you're highlighting. Yeah, but no, I am I am saying like it can be mellow to the point of boring. Okay. You know, yeah. And, um, and it's just like, uh, and part of that is because like I've had people come home and they're just like, I feel like we didn't do much of anything, you know? And, uh, and it's like true. Like we're not like the most adventurous family out there. Right. Mm. And that has a lot of benefits to it. Mm. Like, you know, there's a lot of peace and calm and like room for connection and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's hard to entertain Mm. in that sort of environment Mm -hmm. and like help a person feel like oh this is like Mm -hmm. an exciting place to be connected sure so that brings up your self-consciousness and like yeah my self-consciousness around like oh i i want my family you know i want to run pr for my family yeah yeah. you know like you want your significant other to have a good time yeah and and like yeah and and i think part of it is because i feel a little bit like an outlier in my family Mm. uh when it comes to this particular thing though um not, not true of everybody in my family but like uh, I, I tend to want to do more stuff and like kind of move things along and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and have fun and adventure, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, in some ways, that thing that feels very true about me, it mm. uh, feels less true about my family, mm. uh, the family system as a whole. Mm. Right. 
And I think that's... Well, that's such an interesting thing is the idea of the family system because you're dating one person and Mm -hmm. you're getting to know how the two of you are and you create a system, the two of you. And then you go and you walk into an already existing system that might not initially be compatible with the system that you've created with this person. So now they're like showing signs of like... You know, we go home. This happens to, I think, all of us. There's a term in psychology, and it's escaping me now, but we kind of regress when we go back home. We're like, all of a sudden, we're like 10, 15 years old all over again, (laughs) and mom's nagging, and you're like, but mom, like, you just act very different. Interesting. What I know what my regression patterns are. What are your regression patterns when (sighs) you're visiting family? That's a good question. I think that I can get um, maybe like stubborn sometimes. And more like rigid where I feel like I can yeah. typically be like roll with the punches and stuff. But I feel yeah. like I'm like, I don't know, maybe my I heightened awareness of therapy is like, that's not what you just said. But that's not what you meant. You said you'd be here at a certain time. And like, yeah. that kind of makes me go like crazy where if I think huh. I was in my regular life, like, oh, that person's late. Like, right, right, right. Whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, man. Because I mean, there's so much family baggage. Yeah. That I'm just like holding to the letter of the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's int- that makes sense. I, I feel like for me, the uh, like regressive family pattern when I'm hanging out with my family and which, you know, sometimes a uh, girlfriend like will experience is I can get in this mode of like, um, take care of me. Cause I was the youngest, you mm. know, in the family. Right. And so it's a little bit like, wait, how come everybody's not like catering to my needs right now? <laughs> Like what's happening, you know? And, uh, and though it is something that like in my normal adult life, like I don't feel like I exist that way in the world. Sure. Like there is this big piece of like with family, uh, just like the entitlement comes out for me. Right. I think, okay. So this is where it becomes so complicated because you go to someone's house, you want to make a good impression and all of a sudden you're observing your significant other acting in certain ways that might not be so becoming and their family expects that of them. Like yes. they, your family knows you as the youngest. Your mom might know you as like, oh, I come, he comes home and I take care of Matt. I love like showering <laughs> him. Right? And this girl might come and think, you know, this is my, you know, Matt, who we partner oh together. Gosh. And, and so then there's this <laughs> conflict of like, why are you babying my like manly boyfriend? <laughs> it is um, your description of that is so on the nose <laughs> that it's uh it's just funny to me it's just that is i've like had that exact experience yeah and it's because like i you know in normal life um i can handle myself and take care of myself and i actually for the majority of my life I, it's my job to take care of other people right. you know and like i'm pretty good at it right and uh and so like when it comes to family though it's just like feed me <laughs> do yeah. my laundry so clean funny. up after me. you know whatever like all these things that uh, uh you know a 12 year old boy wants right? so, and so as a marriage counselor i think some perspective i can give in this is so it's so innocent when you're like you know meeting the family for the first time but if you choose to live near someone's parents in the long run what i've seen happen is one of the members of the marriage is like, but wait, every time your mom comes over, she's cooking for you. She's walking in the door. She's doing your laundry. And that feels like this whole boundary issue that can Uh, actually be really disruptive. I believe that because like, again, it's like uh, a couple is trying to build their own family system. Right. right? Especially like they're getting extra serious dating and they're looking towards marriage and all of that. Right. They're trying to build their own family system. And so that makes like the prior families in some ways feel like 
like a, a gift and in other ways a challenge mm-hmm. to this new thing that is being right. birthed right and yeah that that can be a complicated thing to negotiate mm. especially when so many of these family system things run as like unconscious things Absolutely. within us right it's like uh these internal shoulds of like this is how it's supposed to be sure right like, i think depending on someone's personality that could be really difficult if you're someone that wants to bring peace or just wants to make everyone like happy yeah then you have these like splitting you know like a conflict of interest mm-hmm. whereas to make one person happy actually might hurt somebody else and so having to be in between that oh gosh yeah this is interesting and and so like i i think one one way that this is uh shown up for me in in relationships is meeting family and realizing uh and i think this is especially true and let's talk about like when you're visiting their family for a while mm-hmm. right like spending a couple nights there or something mm-hmm. like that and um and it can be a stressful experience mm-hmm. just to um uh, and this is this is you know my faults really showing through in this but like i'm like i've got heightened awareness of like really wanting to be impressive and interesting mm-hmm. and like a good time but also like deep and meaningful mm-hmm. and like good potential future yeah. son-in-law right? you want to bring your best yes yeah. yes and uh and in particular i think what it what the thing that makes it stressful though is when the family system has us like opposite mm-hmm. things happening than mm-hmm. the family system that i grew up in mm-hmm. such as um one person i dated uh the family was like uh really really comfortable with anger in ways that my mm. family wasn't right uh so just like pretty like upfront like shouting at each other mm-hmm. kind of thing and it was just like another day in the household mm-hmm. right like and that was just like oh my mm-hmm. goodness like how do i live in this when my family's just like max chill all the time mm-hmm. sometimes maybe even a little avoiding conflict right sure. you know um or uh my family again like really really relaxed on things like not super particular about how things should be done mm-hmm. in some ways like a lot of kind of like laissez-faire sure. do as you will uh versus like dating another person whose family kind of had really particular systems mm-hmm. of like how the dishes are supposed to be done and mm. you know like uh where to put your shoes yeah. when you walk in and all these kinds of things right so I think those sorts of things, like where you're learning the system, yeah. learning how to navigate the system of another person in ways that feel actually opposite to the the thing that feels natural to you. Yeah. That can I, be I feel like it's a huge invitation for self-growth and discovery because mm-hmm. in those moments, I, I think it could be really difficult to... It's almost like you have to die to yourself a little bit to get through that system. That is the absolute truth. Yeah. yeah. What what has uh, navigating like the opposite system look like for you in uh, visiting family or what does that look like? Hmm. Say say more about your question. Uh, yeah. So um. So I was saying like, oh, my family tends to be really chill and relaxed and yeah. not super particular about things. And then visiting a partner's family who had yeah. kind of a clear way of doing things. Yeah. I I feel like my family and I think I may be biased. It's like I've always thought my family is just like really cool like everyone Mm. would love to like i don't know everyone loves my parents they're just like fan favorites yeah like my dad will go anywhere in the world and like just know somebody yeah um 
And I think I've grown to appreciate that my family's just like really relaxed and there's not a lot of expectations. Like people will show up, but people are doing their own thing. And if you spend time with them, they love it. And if you don't and you're like somewhere else in the house or checked out mm-hmm. on your phone, it's not that big of a deal. And so you can feel kind of like an individual person, a part of a system, yeah. which has been harder for me when I go somewhere where people are less individual and people are more system. Yeah. Because, and I think it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. I feel like, oh, but I'm like a grown formed human that Mm. feels very separate. And so it's like enter into a system that wants me to be a part of like a larger system. I think I have a harder time with that. Yeah. To navigate like your personality that wants expression in a particular kind of way or want freedom to express yourself and Mm -hmm. whatever. And to navigate a system that maybe has certain uh, constraints built into it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even things like how noisy you can be mm. or uh, what sort of words to use. Like there's mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, feeling things out mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I think unconscious expectations is a big thing. And I, I think the disadvantage to everyone in my life or I don't disadvantage might not be the right word, but um, I am a therapist Mm-hmm. So I pick up on a lot of like of the dynamics that are going on the moment. And so it's interesting to be uh, hyper yeah. aware of things and yeah. a part of it at the same time. Or my role is not to fix and not to like point everything out, mm-hmm. but then trying to like, it's almost like jumping into a game of uh jump rope or like, okay, I got to jump into this. I might not agree with things that are going on yeah. and like, but how do you peacefully jump into a game that's like already moving? Does that make do, sense? Yeah, absolutely. You got to double dutch for a while. Yeah. Just like do that flip right in and just like move with it. And right? I, I don't think and I'm the a, best at that, to be honest. I think yeah. my default actually is more um, to not want to jump in and to just like kind of sure. shut down. Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the steps of this game. Uh, yeah. And if I jump in, I'm probably going to make a loud noise and like screw the game up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just not going to say oh, anything man. at all. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so clearly there's some like difficulty when it comes to self-consciousness and how, how like, uh, these can be stressful things. We might feel shame about our own families as we're introducing our Mm -hmm. partners to them. Um, yeah, like, uh, there's a a big buildup in anticipation Mm -hmm. that can be stressful in of itself or, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, man, it, it can be uh, rather difficult. Yeah, and I think just adding one more layer is that as you're getting to know someone and as it gets more serious, you're also learning about their background in childhood and you're yes. learning about the places in their life where their families have wounded them, whether intentional or not. Right. And so you're, you're coming yes. with all the information and I think in some ways we like bear the burdens of the people we love and we yes. want to be on their side and advocate for them. And so it's like being impartial with people you've never met before. Oh, totally. Who, yeah, you feel a little like defensiveness for your partner. Oh yeah. And I, I think it's like very, very easy to kind of like, um, like shift into judgment protector. Mm. you know judge and protector of your uh of your partner and just be like like oh um this is how they screwed up you know these people these parents or these siblings or aunts and uncles or whoever it might be right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm conscious of it because i've heard uh in intimate ways the wounds right of this person and that's that's like legitimate and and also at the same time sometimes like uh man like Sometimes I, I know for, for me, this is very true. Like a lot of my deepest wounds are like 
the mind of a six-year-old interpreting sure, things. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the way that I thought yeah. my parents were when I was six, right? Sure. Which is all completely legitimate. Right. And and feelings. And also, to kind of like zoom out and think, mm-hmm. oh, what's the bigger story right. happening here? Right. So if your partner's listening and feeling like a lot of empathy for that six-year-old you and wanting to be compassionate, what can get lost in there is that your parent was more than just that moment when you were six. Yes. You know, and they didn't show up to whatever. They disappointed you by you know, saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think right now we're kind of getting to some of maybe like the redemptive mm. potential in this, which is that um, when we invite somebody that we deeply trust into a world uh, that might include some complexity to mm-hmm. it or pain or sorrow to it, um, that person helps us work through it. Mm. in ways that are uh, really incredible and loving, mm-hmm. right? Because, uh, and I can just def- definitely say this about, uh, like, uh, my fiance right now is just, like, she helps me have a different perspective mm. on, like, certain things in my family. Mm-hmm. And and is, like, simultaneously completely, like, caring and legitimizing of the feelings and helps me think about, um, oh, yeah, tell me more about the story of mm-hmm. like what was happening there. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think was going on with your your parents and siblings and grandparents and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like, tell me more of the story and helps build the context mm-hmm. that it's coming from and helps me re-understand it as mm-hmm. an adult, right? And it's so, uh, it's been so beautiful, like the way that she has helped bring like, man, some pretty remarkable clarity Mm-hmm. Uh, to things for me and actually freedom mm-hmm. to things for me by like being willing to uh, validate what I was feeling, but mm-hmm. also not like reinforce it, you yeah. know, and turn them into the enemy, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's like an easy, an easy temptation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the thing that has been ultra liberating in dating in this and the good news I think for it is that um, like, when we date somebody and we trust them and our world opens up to them, uh, it helps us understand our world mm-hmm. in a new way, mm-hmm. understand our families in a new way. Yeah. I think what's come out a lot in this episode is the fact that I think coming to see families and especially knowing, seeing them from someone else's point of view, it's, it is really tender. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's this expectation, whether on yourself or going with someone like, I just want this to be fun. Like, oh, yeah. why is this such a big deal? And I think just like nodding to like, oh, because it is really complex and you can have fun with it. Some families, yeah. you know, you can roll with it and make the best of it. But I think just normalizing that there's so many layers to it. And to to like, maybe you have an event coming up where you're going to go see the family and you just didn't think about these things yeah. that might pop up. And it's, always better to have an awareness that it might happen than to get there and be like, why are you acting like a 15 year old right now? Yeah. Oh man. That's <laughs> so true. And like, though that question could sound harsh, it's also the, it's like a little jostle of a question that can create freedom. Why are you acting like a 15 year old right now? You know, like yeah, that's legitimate, sure. right? Yeah. Like, and well, I think so that's good. the beauty of having a partner there being able to say like, Oh, Hey, you're safe. Hey, we're fine. Like, you're cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. you, want, you want to grow up again? <laughs> like, no, like, let's just take a second to be adults it's again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah um, you know, I think uh, in light of the ways that visiting family can be a challenge, especially like learning somebody else's family and learning what, you know, these potential future in-laws are, or maybe like in your case, like you already knew they're going to be my, my in-laws. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I, I think there's this really incredible opportunity to, uh, practice honor. Mm. Um, like in the scriptures say like outdo one another in showing honor. Um, and like, that's the only thing we're allowed to like really compete about mm. <laughs> as Christians is like, try to out honor one another. Right. And I think that's like, such a, a uh, like freeing call when we think about e- maybe even in particular um, folks we find challenging and, and this is in community in general mm. uh, like the people who maybe are a little outside of our preference zone for people we choose to love or characteristics we choose to love and uh, and I think the freeing thing is like it's a, it's just a command mm. like you shall love your neighbor like mm. just do it. Like it's, it's just the command and the command is liberating because it, it doesn't have like a way out of it. Mm. Like it doesn't have stipulations of like, love your neighbor unless they're a little out of your like comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and that doesn't mean like, uh, we, we forget that we have preferences. It's okay to have preferences, but it's the truly transformative thing Mm. is to be able to expand our preferences Mm -hmm. and fold other people and honor them and love them beyond Mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I see that as like a real opportunity that mm-hmm. exists when we are meeting family who might be working in some system that's a little bit more rigid or whatever mm-hmm. the challenging thing would be for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think the concept of honor, I think what makes me pensive thinking through that is honor looks like different things in different situations. Mm-hmm. So if you're going with your partner home and there's been like, history of abuse honor might look like just standing with your partner Mm. and creating a safe space and like being kind but also implementing good boundaries where Mm. in other environments honor might look like jumping into the thing and you know jumping into the thanksgiving meal that you know you're asked to help create and you know grab the the yams and you know just start cooking and so, yeah, I was just thinking about your statement more. Like, what does that look like practically? Um, I think this is also like an encouragement I would have as a part of like the good news is that you are forming relationship and intimacy with your partner. So like game plan. Ah, uh, yeah. And asking your partner, like, what does it look like to, to be honored in this situation? Oh, man. What is the hope when we leave? How do you want to feel from me? What would you like? meet you know to see me engaging with your family how can i best support you oh that's cool yeah yeah i love that idea because it game planning both accounts for like for example uh you know i'm a i'm an introvert fundamentally like i'm a very personable person but i i want to be alone sometimes for sure i Mm -hmm. need it right and so if i'm going for an extended stay at uh you know Lindsay's family's home and Lindsay's actually really good at bringing this up. Mm. She's just like, Hey, let's find some space for you to like, you know, go, go lay low for a while Mm -hmm. and, and all that. And I'm like, thank God. Like I need that. And there's like real game planning for that Mm -hmm. on that layer of like, I don't know, like the self care layer, the Mm -hmm. care for my partner layer. 
And then there's also this other part that's just kind of like conspiring in like, how will I honor this family that I'm with? Mm. Or how will I show love to them and serve them? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and to make a game plan for that too, Mm -hmm. of like, Hey, I'm, I'm gearing up to, to double Dutch for a while. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm just like getting ready to hop in. I know it's going to be like this way, uh, a challenge for me. And I'm just Mm -hmm. gearing up, getting ready for Mm -hmm. it. Right. And I think the more maybe visits that we've had with meeting family, the more we are kind of conscious of what to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one part of this that I really love in, in terms of the hope is that as you navigate and witness some of the pain that your partner mm-hmm. might have experienced, that you collectively get to write a new story. Uh, and there yeah. can be a redemptive story through through your unique relationship and yeah. and seeing the generational patterns um that that have caused pain and making a choice to like to give that over to God, to do something different, to do something different for your kids. That is so good. And, um, and I think this is part of the way like redemption works out. Like there's all these like relational patterns that are happening. Some of them really holy things, some of them really sinful things, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of them embedded in family systems, right? So, uh, you know, like patterns of laziness or workaholism Mm -hmm. or, patterns of alcoholism uh, you know whatever it might be right Mm -hmm. and there's something about being able to identify some of those uh those problem places and ask god like hey god would you please nip this in the bud when it comes to the family that i I might be creating Mm -hmm. with this like serious relationship Mm -hmm. or if you are engaged or something like that like that you know who you're going to be uh building this out with Mm -hmm. right and I think that's a pretty like beautiful opportunity and um, for writing a new story. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And pulling from the things that are good as well. Being able to say like, Ash, I really appreciate that your family seems very intentional or they ask a lot of meaningful questions over dinner or they seem so helpful. Right. And so also highlighting the things that you want to, to pass on and that are really valuable to you. That's, um, that's so good. And I think what happens with that is like, um, that's like a very full way to embrace and care for a family Mm. that you're interacting with that may not be your own or with your own family as well. Mm -hmm. Like, is like the acknowledgement of some of the faults and failures and just like, Hey, I'm going to embrace that and care for that and show love to it and also not let it be carried on. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's all these beautiful things I want to really, really celebrate that I'm just going to like fully integrate into my family. So mm-hmm. like I love that my my parents' home is like such a place of peace mm-hmm. and rest. Like I I like know that's part of the gift that I carry as a person actually mm-hmm. is that I can I know what it's like to be in a home like that. And mm-hmm. I know how that home functions, yeah. right? Like and that's something that I'm going to carry into mm-hmm. like uh my relationships, like all of them, right? Mm-hmm. But in, especially dating and and gearing up mm-hmm. to be married, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's true. There's like legacy pieces mm-hmm. that we want to have, like how we inherited the mm-hmm. uh, armoire or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. and like these artifacts of the family where it's just like, man, this is important. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold on to this and cherish it mm-hmm. and carry it forward. Yeah. 
I, I think another piece of this is like to to stay curious and uh, be open. I think mm-hmm. something that just like popped into my mind is the idea that sometimes people feel like, oh, my family's way is the best way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is like the way to do it. This is uh-huh. the way to holidays or like, oh, we're always going to go to my, you know, parents' house for such totally. and such. And uh, I think it is this invitation to, to expand and to realize there isn't always like one. There isn't one way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and talk about a liberating thing, actually. Right. Like it uh, stretches us out of like our myopic view of how the world's supposed to be. And uh, and in some ways kind of just breaks it mm-hmm. out of our hands. Right. Which is really, really good because in some ways those can be con- like really, really confining things mm-hmm. that we don't want to perpetuate and mm-hmm. uh, are actually limiting us in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's super duper true. And, um, you know, just like a, another idea that I'm thinking about when it comes to, um, the potential that exists in, uh, like walking into a new family system and learning them is, uh, really asking the question, like, how do I get to serve the redemption story of this family? Hmm. Right. Like, um, like this is like a really exciting possibility to be like the new face who brings new energy Hmm. and, and for my partner to be the new face who brings new energy, who's going to bring new things out of my family too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we can't help but influence a dynamic mm-hmm. by being there, right? Like, it's just going to happen. And we get to be part of, uh, like, influencing that dynamic towards mm-hmm. uh, something good and holy and, and mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Can we bless our listeners? Let's do it. Sound true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my prayer uh, for everyone that is listening is that um, the parts of your story that you have that you bring to the table that um, God is giving you hope about that um, the painful pieces don't have to be a part of your forever story and that the things that are good are things that can carry on with you and for you to have an open heart for the person that comes into your life and knowing that they get to bring the good things um, from from their family background and that you have a really tender role in being able to be a part of the redemption story in their lives. That's good. Yeah, and I, I uh, bless you to know that uh, you are a gift to a family that you interact with and, um, uh, and they are a gift to you. And the spirit is at work through those sorts of interactions to do something important for your life. And... Uh, I also bless you to know, like, as always, that Jesus is present with you. He cares about you. He's on on your side and everybody's side. He's caring to try to bring about maximal, like, goodness and redemption in all of this. Uh, I also, like, thinking about uh, the sort of baggage that we might carry with family um, for ourselves. I just uh, really bless the process of a partner. Um maybe being able to to track with you along with like uh, some of the baggage that you have carried uh, with your family and to be a voice of a different perspective that's really compassionate and that you trust. And I, I really bless that and think it's part of the gift of um, having these opportunities to meet family. So, uh, and if, uh, yeah, if you're, in that situation or have recently been in that situation or something. Yeah. I hope that this has 
really served you well and helped you think about it a little bit more and differently or more deeply. So I hope you've had a great time listening. Yeah. I think for even those that are not in this situation, I hope that you're able to listen to this. It's just like a view of your own family and thinking about ways that that maybe you hadn't considered before. Yeah. Yeah. Like one day to bring them in and the quirks that will be fun and maybe might be a little off putting. Oh man. So good. So good. So, uh, Candice, thank you for joining and thanks for being a wonderful conversation partner. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening. And those of you that have partnered with us, we really appreciate those that have, um, joined our Patreon. Yeah, you know, we've got some folks who have already chosen to uh, back us. And thank you for believing in like the mission of this show to help create freedom, uh, God-honoring freedom, freedom amongst Christian people. Um, you can totally uh, like check out what's going on on Patreon. There's going to be a link in the show notes for this episode. You can also find a link to it on datology.org. And um, here's some of the examples of cool things that you'll get if you choose to back us up um so one thing that i'm excited about is uh is that candace and i have been wanting to like offer guidance and care to people who are in this phase of their lives dating at whatever stage that might be exploring serious whatever it might be and if you back us at uh the level of let's get serious um you're gonna have access to our our private datology Slack group, which is like a private digital learning community where the conversation keeps going beyond these episodes. And you'll be able to get a session of like guidance and support from Candace or me. We are super excited to offer that. Candace is a therapist, me is a spiritual director. And um, this would be a really cool opportunity for us to get to like, get to know even the people who are part of this community and uh, see how we can find another way to be in your corner and support you in this. So consider that. And uh, check out the other options for how you can support. And when support. does the Slack group launch? The Slack group launch launches the fe- first of February. So this right. is like our last episode before that group is All launched. Right. So yeah, so everybody get in there. On board. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great excited. to actually hear from you guys and get some feedback and suggestions on show topics and things like that. Mm-hmm. So thank you again for listening, and thank you again, Brad. Oh, Brad. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Can't wait till he comes on our show. Oh, he can't Unless wait. going to be, I think, the best show this <laughs> Totally. Hype that up. All right. Well, bye, everybody. Thank you bye. so much. Thank Share this you. if you loved it. And we can't wait to talk to you again. <laughs>